everybody we are back welcome to real chronicles brought to you by realtalking.com i'm your host david i am joined with today someone that hasn't been here in about three months uh he forgot how to podcast he doesn't know what he's doing but he decided to join us anyway because we're covering one of our favorite films from one of our favorite directors kevin smith mr ryan what's up you tracers (laughs) feels a little weird we're not doing mall rats but you know chasing amy's good enough i can't wait and someone that said I need to be on here for this specific podcast because I because he appreciates chasing Amy as much as I do, Mr. JC. What is up, my friend? Just chilling, happy to be talking about my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Facts. Easily the best <laughs> Kevin Smith movie. Best, yes, but not my favorite. It's my favorite as well. I think it has some um, of, I think outside of reboot, it has the, this has the most heart out of all of them. No, I agree with that. I can see that. Um, but yeah, we're going to cover the 25th anniversary. I can't believe this movie is 25 years old of Chasing Amy, uh, the movie that should have landed him an Oscar nomination. But uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But before we get into that, let's get into some of the news of the week. This is probably just a conversation for JC and I, because Ryan, actually, maybe Ryan will give some thoughts on this, on, on some of the news items. But the first one is definitely a me and JC conversation. Adam Sandler is working on a secret project with the Safety brothers. Can you give me this like yesterday? <laughs> Like, could he have done this instead of Hubie Halloween? That's kind of like where I'm at. <laughs> well, that's we got Hubie Halloween because the Academy says, sorry, Adam, you gave your best performance and we're not going to reward you. Yeah, man, that he kept his word. He made a really, really bad movie. And, well, I like Hubie, so, you know, you like Hubie. I forgot you liked Hubie. I reviewed it for the state. You was like, me and Jenny saw it based on your review and we did not like oh, it. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Hubie is very bad. Yeah, I, I literally told you before you watched it, I'm like, you probably won't like it. Remember, I'm a, I'm a Santa fan, so I enjoy his his man-child performances more than most. Oh, yeah. I Man, I just love him. And you, you know how – me and you are literally on the same boat with Uncut Gems, how good it is. So. Of course. I'm right there with you. Oh, you liked it, right? I forgot. I loved it. Yeah. Like, I, I think we're going to get this Adam in June, right? You think, JC? Well, I mean, The Hustle, it looks like it could be a mix of, like, you know, it looks more dramatic than most of his Netflix movies, but I feel the one that's going to really be, like, like maybe something like, oh, no, maybe not awards-worthy, but, like, really, like, something we could call one of his best performances, um, Spaceman, the one that he has, like, Carrie Mulligan, I think, is playing, like, his wife or something. Yes, yes. I was actually, um, it's funny that this news came out. I was playing basketball this week because it was really hot, and I was like, let me get out there. So in between games, it, these are new people that I had never played with before. We we're just bullshitting, and I was uh, I was on the Instagram replying to something, and someone's like, "Oh, you have a lot of followers." I'm like, "Oh no, it's not my personal page. It's my 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 site page." And he's like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, I write blah blah blah." So I kind of just gave him a spiel, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I love Adam Sandler." I'm like, <laughs> "Do you do you want me to open up that can of worms right now?" And he's like, "Oh, you don't like him?" I'm like, "No, I do not like." And much of what he does after after 1999 and until 2019. So if you, you know, I'm like, what's your favorite movie of in there? Like Jack and Jill. And I'm like, oh, you have no oh, idea. I what see, even me, that's, that's, like, that's one of the two movies I've given a zero to. 
They're like, no. And then they followed up with, they also really like the Zohan movie. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Don't yeah. Mess with Zohan. Oh, Dan, Dan loves that movie. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, cool. We can't talk. Let's just play. <laughs> um, but yeah, this Where are you sitting on Little Nicky? I hate Little Nicky. I fucking uh-huh. despise Little Nicky. You should know David. David ain't, ain't gonna fuck with Little Nicky. Yeah, no way. I wasn't sure with Little Nicky. I knew like Waterboy and all that. I wasn't sure with Little Nicky. I, I so here's my here's my stance on the Waterboy. I don't think the, I the Waterboy annoys me, but it's nowhere near as bad as Little Nicky. Like Little okay. Nicky, I think is like it's unwatchable. It's not bad. Wait, what happened? <laughs> but Little Waterboy is not bad though. I think it's bad. I don't think. I Go think on, it's objective. I think it's objective. I think it's objectively a bad movie. Like you got Paul White in it. How can it be bad? I, I knew you were. I knew you were. movie, so it has a special place for me. Like for me, I give Jenny the credit on the wedding singer because I didn't see it and I really liked it. I think oh, that's for, so good. for me, like the '90s Sandler would be Billy, Happy, Big Daddy. Uh, the wedding singer, and I think after anger management, I was out on like his comedy. Yeah, anger management's good. It, it, was, like it sucked that it was uh Sheen doing it, not him. Wait, what do you mean? They made uh anger management TV series. Oh, I think Sheen. if it, I will say, I think if it was 2022 and they did an anger management series, anger management series, I think it probably would have done him on Netflix doing it. But uh, but yeah, hopefully it's a good project. I mean, it's the Safety Brothers. Can't expect anything else but greatness. Uh, next bit of news is uh, I don't know what Ryan's gonna think about this, but Brie Larson has joined the family and uh, the cast of the Fast and Furious Ten. Which uh, why why do that to yourself? I will say I don't really care for this franchise, but shout out to them having three Oscar winners in their <laughs> franchise. And I think. Ryan, do you want to guess who they are? Just curious if you could actually get them. Um, that would that would mean mean me knowing who's in them. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. you've like never seen the them, basic. right? I've only seen up to fa- I haven't even seen Fast Five. We we so you out. haven't seen the one with the Rock, the best one, <laughs> the best one. <laughs> I'm waiting for Casey. We're boring. <laughs> Apparently, Five's the best one. <laughs> five. See, I. I don't care for the franchise, but I do think five, six, and seven is their best their best stretch of I'll jump back in. <laughs> yeah, I think five, six, and seven, especially five, is easily the best one. Alright. But yeah, uh the three Oscar winners are Charlize Theron, Brie Larson, and Hel- Dame Helen Mirren. So they have three Oscar winners in here and uh, Yeah, I would never guess that. <laughs> I thought I-, I thought you may have gotten two. With the Charlize and the one I just literally talked about, um, yeah. JC, is she going to be a villain or a babyface? I mean, honestly, I don't know because Momoa is already they already said that he's playing the villain, and I believe Charlize is coming back. So they have three; they're going to really have three big. You no, know, I feel like she might be like like somebody that Dom maybe partnered with at a previous time, or there's even rumors saying that she might be Brian's sister. Oh, that uh, would like, be interesting. Like, yeah, like as a way, like kind of like put it because I feel like as a villain, it'll be like, damn, you really have Momoa as a villain working with Charlize somehow. You know, it's like it's, it'll be weird to have those three people be villains. Like, I feel like Bree needs to be a good person. Yeah, I could. I definitely see. I like your uh, 
she's Brian's sister. I kind of dig that a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, this movie's going to be split into two parts, and we'll get the first one next year. Uh, I think, th- here we go, Ryan. I think you can finally talk here. Uh, All right, here we go. <laughs> KJ Appa and Isabella May have been cast as DC's Wonder Twins. I don't know who they are, but I'm down for it. We were just watching some uh, Super Friends the other night. So KJ so Appa is uh, Archie. And and Isabella May was in 1883. Oh, you don't watch Yellowstone. So, yeah, the Yellowstone spinoff. Okay. But, no, I'm down for some Wonder Twins action, man. Like, especially having twins. And I'll have them as Wonder Twins before it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I got Casey the Pop, at least. (laughs) Um, But, no, it's going to be cool. I'm down for it. What about you? What do you think, JC? Um, I'm not too familiar with the one. Like, I remember, like, either them being part of some cartoon or something, but I remember seeing, like, some... At, have they ever been in a cartoon? Yeah, Super Friends. Yeah, I'm like, I remember vividly from my childhood, but mm-hmm. I don't have too much connection to them. I'm like, I I saw the first season of Riverdale, so I, I think, you know, KJ is a solid actor, and I've been, I haven't seen 1883 yet, so I can't really speak on the girls. You need to finish but... Yellowstone, my friend. I am <laughs> done. I've been waiting to talk to you about it. Well, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was putting Jen onto Entourage. I guess that that's much more important. <laughs> well, it is. It's one of our favorite shows. Yeah, like, I was surprised to see. I never seen it. Um, five years, five years ago, and she told me that, like, you know, like, so now would have made her watch that year one. Yeah, I get you. Um, I'm with you. I don't really know much about the Wonder Twins, so this would be the first time for me uh and then the oh, yeah, watch some super friends man it's just fun to watch <laughs> and then the, the last bit of news is probably the most interesting news of them all uh discovery has officially completed their purchase of warner brothers so the merger is complete warner brothers will now be known as warner brothers discovery and oh boy here we go so variety has reported that warner brothers is already exploring an overhaul of dc entertainment so they are looking to put in place a Kevin Feige style person to run the ship. Meaning we are going to square one with everything again, maybe. Um I I you know, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I I don't I don't know. Who do you put him down? How about don't? Like I'm saying okay, go into your head. I don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> Like, do you? I I don't want to speak this into existence, but you you're not going back to Snyder, so that's not going to happen. Oh no! The... Go ahead, JC. No, because I like I skimmed through the article because it was bashing. You know, like I don't really care much about those type of like when when anybody buys like a studio them, but I've read a part of it and I said that that Walter Hamada is like in like they like Walter Hamada, so he'll probably get an extension past his when his contract expires next year, so. There'll definitely be no Snyder stuff going on. Yeah, I, I, I'm very, I'm very interested in like the business aspect of this because, like, when Disney bought Twentieth, you knew why they bought Fox. Like, it did. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, like, when they do do these things, it's very interesting. Um, I like I said, I really don't know what the point like of revamping. I think it's working because it's funny that a couple of years ago people were bitching and moaning about like they want DC to just be their own sing- singular entity and do their yeah, singular stories and now they want novel. yeah exactly so it's like make up your goddamn mind um i just hope this doesn't affect like the batman trilogy we're getting 
But uh, you know, crossing you know, fingers I, I on that. Go with that after the success. Yeah, it's over. It's over seven hundred million dollars now. So, uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, in, in a very interesting time at the box office, I'm glad it was still able to do because the three hour movie like does not usually make seven hundred oh, sure. million dollars. So, uh, good for them. Unless your end game. Yeah, I think that's probably the highest grossing three hour. Well, no, it definitely is the highest grossing three hour movie of all time. Yeah, I can't so. remember how long Avatar was. Uh, it's it's two thirty. Or two thirty-five, yeah. So it felt like three hours. I gotta ask: Are you excited for the new one? Avatar two. Yeah, I will say this: I'm a little excited for the fact that remember we, me and you, always joked that that um the first one's basically dances with wolves, Pocahontas, and Ferngali with blue people. Yeah, so I feel like and remember, like we we like the the visuals, you know, even if despite how how you feel about the movie, you can't deny how brilliant they were. Oh, I agree. So I agree. Like that, the sequel won't have to rehash like you know like that story. It could be better, you know, since either since it might be some you might actually have cared for the story this time around. So I feel I feel I do feel I think me and you will probably like it more than the first because the story will be better. Yeah, I would hope so. Um Technology has grown a lot, so I'm very curious as to what exactly. Because I got I got into this debate yesterday with with a couple of buddies from the League of Cinephiles, and we were just talking about like like we're doing like this bracket of like directors, and it came up to James Cameron and someone else, and I'm like, let's not disqualify Cameron because let's just look at everything before the Blue People. I mean, exactly. I mean, he did give us Terminator, Terminator to the Abyss. Um, Aliens. Aliens, Titanic, so it's not like he's lies. giving us garbage. And true lies, yeah. Let's not think he's giving yeah, us garbage. Before that movie. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested. I don't care too much, but I w- there is like a small level of intrigue there. But uh, yeah, that let's see what happens with the DC. But before we get into chasing Amy, let's get into some of what we watch. And Ryan, you let us know that you saw nothing. So is there anything the only thing I got? Is I you guys already talked about it, I'm sure. The first episode of uh Moon Knight. Oh, we actually haven't talked about it because uh I'm actually going to just wait till it's finished because I think it's good, but it's not anything that's gra- uh gravitating me to just want to watch every week. It. No, I agree there. Like it's it it's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think I'm over It's no Loki, it's no uh WandaVision. <laughs> I'm kind of at the point where I think we talked about this off the line. I'm like I'm not marveled out, but there's a lot of Marvel. <laughs> there's just there is like it's it's my god, like it's a good discussion to talk about one day about like did they actually destroy the industry more than actually help it? Because I mean I love art Marvel, but I I never thought I would live in a world where a Michael Bay movie would flop at the box office. Like literally flop completely you know like i hate his movies but i am not one of those people that think yeah, that yeah, his like, mo- like the one that i like actually doesn't make money right do you know how terrible i feel that i actually like this movie a lot and it didn't make any money and i'm yeah, like one. like for me it's like i'm i'm we get an original and I, the reason i like it is because it feels like a breath of fresh air for the action genre because it's usually just like the same you know, IPs. comic book stuff and IP. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's not a bad movie. It's an original story for the most part. Let's just, you know, I hope it makes money and it bombed. And now studios are going to be like, we're not going to give 
If Michael Bay can't make an original action flick work, who is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because he made garbage. He made money off of garbage. So, like, Armageddon made, like, a hundred, like millions and millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars. Of yeah, so, like, his movies make money. So, yeah, that, that was kind of a bummer. And that's kind of what started making me think. I'm like, wow, man. Like, is it really a world where only, like, IP, like, at all makes money? Even directors that are popular don't make money? Yeah, very... Yeah. And then now... And then we get into, like... I'm not getting into too, too political or anything on this, but, like, we get into the whole fucking J.K. Rowling of it all and Fantastic Beast bombed. Bomb? I haven't been oh yeah. What uh, on Friday, it made only like a little bit over a million dollars more than Morbius did on Friday. Opening Ooh, weekend. Morbius made bread. What happened? Morbius made bread though. Not enough to it be a success. Not, it's not what we use it for comic book movies. No, nah, it's not. It's it's a it's a flop, man. <laughs> it is. Well, uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, it's a flop. It's and what sucks is it's, I think it's the best one out of the three. I don't agree with your ranking of it where you have it. I still think it's bottom three, but it's still like. Well, remember, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. That's why I said like, don't take my list too hard. Like besides Azkaban, I don't really outright love any of them. Shame. Is hmm. that a friend? Like I said, I've, I've watched each movie three to four times besides um, the Crimes of Grindelwald. I like them, but. I don't like go to bat like if somebody says, "Oh, I don't like Harry Potter," I won't be like crushed. Yeah, Crystal, cr- Crystal, Grindelwald is the only one that I'm like, yeah, that's that's I, that I, I objectively like don't that. like. I think it's yeah. bad. Uh, all right, cool. So let's get into what else we watched. Anything else, Ryan? You're good there. Uh, no, I'm good. All right, JT, do you have anything? Because I know you watch 47 things a week. <laughs> um, just highlighted is um Sonic Two. I finally watched it because. Last week, last weekend, we just a lot of busy with family stuff. I didn't think it was as good as the first, but mainly because I like the story in the first better. But it was good. Um, House Tales. Seeing as being able to be full Robotnik this time around, which was fun. And then the I'm not gonna spoil, but like the post credit scene does get me very excited for the third one. Like the little kids in my theaters went ape shit, and I'm like, at the end of the day, we have to realize this. This is like very family friendly films. But like just seeing the kids react to the post credit scene, I said like, like they're like they're doing something right with these movies. Yeah, I gotta I gotta like piggyback off that. Uh, to answer your question, right, Tails is awesome. awesome. Um, Knuckles is even better. Awesome. So, yeah, Knuckles is <laughs> Knuckles is a star of the movie in my opinion. Okay, I can't wait. Um, and I agree one thousand percent. Like seeing kids mark out for like the characters and the post credit, I'm like, yeah, they're they they have they know they have something here. I, it's it's sure. it's the it's the first time they've made a video game franchise that's actually working past the first movie. Like, I think they have. Oh, that's good. They have and some. The guy wants to make a, a Super Smash Brothers movie. Let, let's, Ooh, that would be hard. Yeah, let's get through an actual good Mario movie before we get. <laughs> let, let, I mean, there is a classic Mario movie, but only only the real <laughs> ones. One. Only the real <laughs> ones know. Only the real ones know how good that movie is. Um, and then I. I just want to highlight one more thing. Um, I saw the Gerald Carmichael special, the comedy special called Nathaniel, which was excellent. It was very personal but hilarious. Like I you know it may make it the rounds when he um when he um hosted SNL. It came out the same weekend, and then the SNL joke he even he even I mean the SNL open he even said it, like I'm the least famous person that that's, that's ever hosted SNL, and it's true because 
like I was watching the special and it was just like more people should be talking about it because of the special he actually came out as being gay which was a big thing because you don't really see people do that in a comedy special and it's, it's on HBO it's 55 minutes it's very excellent and easy watch for anybody that's listening nice um, for me I finished the offer but I can't talk about it for another few days wow. yeah what is the embargo uh, it a week before, so yeah, Friday, I believe it lifts. Uh, so should have a full review on there. Uh, I finished Yellowstone, which I mentioned before. Uh, I started Severance, and I probably will not watch any time fin- continue anytime soon. That show is hella boring. Oh no, you bugging? Yeah, two episodes in, and I'm like, all right. I, I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> You also like Memoria, so. I like what? Memoria. I did not like Memoria. I just didn't think it was as bad. I'm going to hold thought. that against you for the rest of our lives. That Oh, that movie sucks so bad. I, uh, But no, I, I am going to finish, but I, I'm going to have to do it on my own because Jenny's out. So uh, she was bored to tears. So uh, speaking of bored to tears. I was actually high for an- another original action movie that hit streaming last week. Uh, all all what? the old knives. I oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's so boring. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really yeah. like. I didn't really like it at all. I I I like good as artists. Right. I was surprised. I thought you know. I thought I would like it. It's very much like middle of the ground action movie. Nothing. Nothing too spectacular. It's like Espionage, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, um, okay. I saw The Good Shepherd for the first time in 16 years. <laughs> Boy, I remember why I hated that movie when I first saw it. That uh, movie uh, is so bad. Uh, it's so boring. Um, you probably would be proud of me on this one, JC. I actually had not seen For the Love of the Game, the Sam Raimi, Kevin Costner movie. I need to revisit that before. before I liked it. I liked it. It's a little too yeah, long. Solid. Yeah, it's a way too long, but I I, I like that. Oh, I, it's like two twenty, right? Yeah, it's way too long. Yeah, that's probably why I haven't visited in, in like like ten years. But I liked it. Um, I saw Killing Them Softly for the first time since the first time I saw it. Um, Cinematic Melatonin. That what? That's what you, you called it, right? No, 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 no. That's what I called the Good Shepherd. Uh, oh, okay. No, I <laughs> I will say I liked it a little bit more than I did the first time. I was I was like unbearably bored when I first saw it, but um. It I feels like a how to talk like a gangster for dummies guide. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote in my Loaderbox review. It's like if I wanted to talk like a mobster, just watch this movie because it's like a lot of dialogue. But it has a lot of heavy hitters, and I totally forgot how many heavy hitters were in this oh, yeah. movie. Um, but do not watch it. When I saw Tony Soprano and and uh, in this movie, I'm like Gandolfini. I'm like I didn't remember Gandolfini was in this. Uh, he plays on like this guy's hand, right? It's yes. Like, um, yes. Yeah, I need to revisit it before Blonde. Um, I saw Ghana sixty seconds for the first time in twenty two years. It's fucking love that movie. fucking delight. That movie. My my letterbox <laughs> reviews was guns go boom, cars go vroom. That movie is that's, a, abs- that's another movie that has a crazy cast. Like I rewatched it a few years ago and I forgot that Michael Pena was in it. Yeah, man, that movie and that movie is such a delight. And it's funny after watching the offer and seeing Giovanni Bernisi in this, I was like, oh my god, he's thin. Um, but yeah, I had a great time with it, and then. I saw Weekend at Bernie's for the first time yesterday. First time ever or first time in a long no, time? No, first time ever. 
damn, you see, I, I saw you posted that yesterday. I'm like, I'm like, oh, probably, probably something he used to love at growing up. No, but that man, was, that uh, movie's a delight. It's an absolute the sequels, delight. Eh. By the way, answer this question because I'm. How the fuck do they get? Do they make a sequel? Wouldn't his body uh, be decomposed hey. in like four years? Okay, basically, they they rob him from a morgue. But why is he in a morgue four years later? I damn, I, I haven't seen the sequel in a while, but I didn't know it was four years later. I thought it was like literally right after. Nineteen. So the movie. I mean, I don't know when the movie takes place, but the movie was made in nineteen ninety three. No, no, yeah, I know the movie was made a couple years later, but I I believe that it was pretty. Because he still has the, the that blue tracks. Because they move, they look so much older. <laughs> like and, Andrew McCarthy and this dude looks so much older. Movie, I just they don't care about that. Yeah, and then um, so I Robert but I more, more. <laughs> but I, but I did like it. I'm not the, the weekend of burning. I did like it, and then uh, oh, cho- it's a fun movie. Choose or Die is one of the worst movies of the year. I saw Chasing Amy that we're gonna talk about, and then I want to finish up by saying. Last year, I saw Cocktail for the first time, and I, I, I think it's just a delight of a bad movie that I love. Um, I saw Roadhouse for the first time. What? That movie is not that good. Oh, you, you shut your mouth. You don't, you don't talk about Dalton like that. Why is that movie two hours? Because <laughs> Swayze had mad power after Dirty Dancing. Because, like, I love everything he does in that movie. Like... It's an it's a delight in that aspect he of it. Punk cameo. And when he ripped this dude's fucking throat out, I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on here?" <laughs> um, I I feel like Cocktail and Roadhouse are the go to of how to become a bartender or a bouncer because I think that's a perfect uh, double feature. Uh, I did like I you know I liked some of it, but there is. There is no reason that movie should be two hours. Like, absolutely no, no but reason. I'm with you. Swayze is the best. Is easily the main reason to watch that movie. Easily. Uh, have you ever seen Roadhouse, Rye? No. All right. It has, cameo. it has a what cameo? Terry Funk, remember? Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He, uh, All right, right, I'll watch I'm, it right now. Hold on. <laughs> it was right around the time he did the... That and Over the Top, baby. He had that cameo in Over the Top. He was a, He was also a bodyguard in that movie, too. Um, and then I saw the Northman. Um, oh, fuck, I can't wait for that movie, bro. It's uh, oh, I actually can't talk about this one. So it's actually quite the delight of a, of a film. It, uh, Wait, it, you can't talk about Northman. I could talk about it. I could I could talk about it. Um, the it's easily for me his most accessible movie, but it's very weird. There's weird, very 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 weird. Um, I dig it. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's brutally violent. I will say that, but I don't. There's not enough action to keep you entertained because it. There's a lot of like you know Eggers, JC. There's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of like very quiet moments. I don't. Arai, I think you'd probably fall asleep. But the action. I feel like a, feel like a challenge. Now. <laughs> but when you get to the action, though, oh my god. Like I, I I will spoil this. You know that you you don't watch the second trailer, but you saw the first trailer, right? Right, JC. Yeah, I didn't watch the one that came out like last. Yeah, year. stay last away. Year. Right, stay away from that. That spoils a lot. But the first trailer, you see how like he's all bloody, Skarsgård's all bloody with the long hair and all that stuff. Yeah, that's in the first fifteen minutes of the movie, so that it gives you nothing. It gives nothing away. Yeah, because I mean, I I know they were hyping up last year. There was like. 
a scene that he like rips somebody's like either heart or throw out in it. Yeah, it's a so bit weird. Some, yeah, it's a bit those much. Are like some crazy violence scene. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh and some of the cinematography in this movie is oh boy. Like I I I I went three point four three point five out of four, but I think it's one of those that it's I it's definitely gonna hold on for the rest of the year for me. It's yeah, in my how top audience reception is gonna be. What do you wait what? What do you think audience reception is going to be like? Uh, I love it. It's going to be a bit. Mixed. The Lighthouse audience score is seventy-two. The Cinema Score for the Lighthouse, I think it's a B minus. So I think it could get into the B area for Cinema Score. Okay. They've done a great job of selling this movie as like this giant action piece. Like, yeah, that 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 could piss some people off. But it's not as bad as The Green Knight in terms of like there's no action. Like there, <laughs> like there is definitely like. Some in, in, intense scenes here, and in the final act, which I'm not going to spoil here, but the final act is is absolute money, so good, and the score is incredible. I actually convinced Jenny to watch it. So, uh, oh, and then I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once again, which is, um, oh wait a minute, I forgot to mention I saw Swiss Army Man. Uh Fighting course, baby. Yeah, about that. Did you read my letterbox review to that? I did. I did show you that, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think everyone, everyone, everything, everywhere, all at once is. It's not my number one movie of the year because I just was fell in love with the Batman. But if if I'm gonna be honest, it's probably the best movie of the made this year. I think. You know, that's what I said. Like with with everything, yeah, I think it's the best movie. But the Batman is still my favorite movie. You know how I I definitely yeah. did it too. It's very much like I actually think Ryan would like this movie. Oh, how do It deals with the multiverse. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, say I want to check that out. The everywhere, everything, everywhere, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it before multiverse of madness. Okay. Yeah, so you can do a comparison because there's no way. Listen, I, Doctor Strange could have a million cameos. There's no way it's gonna be better than this movie. Like it. Not at all. This movie is as close to perfect as it gets. Like and. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but because there is a lot of movie here, it's it could it could frustrate some people that don't you know that that don't aren't a fan of a lot. But uh, but yeah, it's excellent. It's one of the best movies of the year. And then oh yeah, I forgot I saw Morbius, and that was a fucking chore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Van Forstick or no, it's not as bad as Van Forstick. No, yeah, that's what that's what I told people. I'm like, it's not a, as bad as Catwoman or Van Forstick, but. It is still easily one of the worst comic movies mm-hmm. I've ever seen. I agree. It's not. It's um, like it's not even, even the. Term. It's not the worst movie I've seen this year for me. I still think the no, Judd Apatow, the Bubble, is the worst movie I've seen, and the and the Lena Dunham movie are the two worst movies I've seen this year. Fucking Black Light with Liam Neeson. Yeah. So I'm and I'm not gonna watch that. So you can talk about it yeah, in, in our year in our year end podcast. You can talk about that. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, here's the thing, right? Like. It's not 1996 anymore. <laughs> and like, I I give a break when people don't know how to really execute comic book movies in the 90s and they try to think, they do what they think is a good movie. There's no excuse now when you have a blueprint. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of yeah. know what you have to do. Sometimes it works better than others. But when you're doing, a, when you're creating a film that, works in no ways nothing about the movie works at all for me it's also very 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 boring and um the post-credit scene is 
miserable. It like, makes things more confusing. I actually think Kevin Feige probably saw that and was really pissed off. Like, <laughs> no jokes. Like, he's probably like, the fuck greenlit this shit, and why the fuck was not I was I not made aware of this? Do you want to know, Rai? I don't, or do you? Sure. You, you sure? I don't want to spoil it if you don't want to. Uh, I don't care. Okay, I'm, so fast forward. It doesn't matter, Rai. Yeah, so fast forward a few seconds, and you know, uh, so the multiverse opens at the in the post credit scene, and co- out comes Vulture, and this, and he has a communication with Morbius, and the Sinister Six are born. Mind you, Morbius has no idea who Spider Man is, so but he's just so yeah, down. He forgot the, the, the funny shit, right? Um, oh yes, it? yes. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, right. Remember, he's in the, he's in a different world, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Somehow. He manages to get this Saxon Vulture suit from Homecoming. He's <laughs> enlightening me how one, when there's no there's no Asian tombs in this world, he gets the Saxon suit. And mind you, remember that in Homecoming, he had a bunch, the whole team make it for him. Just stupid. Uh, I can't wait to see. I, I want to see this. <laughs> yeah, because it's not even like there's some moments in Fan Sick that I mean, I actually can't believe actually exist but this is more on the i don't know flabbergasted like like it's i don't know like venom when they did it in venom let there be carnage i think it worked because they didn't the key thing when they did that post-credit scene in venom let there be carnage they're like venom eddie brock had like there they had a bad feeling about spider-man they didn't just say i hate this guy like morbius is just like let's do it no idea who this fucking guy is. Yeah, that that's terrible. But uh, but yeah, let's go move on to our main topic today, which is the 25th anniversary of Kevin Smith's best film, Chasing Amy. Uh, Ryan, you were very excited about uh, I this. Am. I was just about to try to do the like little theme, but I can't. That. Yeah. Um, so this is kevin smith's third and i think most important film after the reaction that he and of mall rats it was pretty much a critical and commercial bomb so this was probably his most important film in the industry to kind of keep him afloat um production of the film we talked off the line not that many issues uh the movie was originally inspired by a brief scene from an early film by a friend of smith in genuvres Turner's Go, go Fish. fish. Right? Yeah, one of the lesbian characters imagines her friends passing judgment on her for selling out by sleeping with a man. Smith was dating uh, Joey Adams at the time. Uh, he was writing a script, which is also, also partly inspired by her. So that's pretty much it on the production of the film. Nothing too crazy. Rye, you listened to it with the commentary. Did, did I miss no. anything? No, not really. And the funny thing is, during the commentaries after the breakup, so it's that weird uh, after Joey, before Jen period in his life. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, budget for the movie was $250,000. You know, Kev knows how to make a lot of a small budget. Uh, and the movie made $12 million at the box office. So success there. Uh, trophy room here. I'm, we're going to get to where it's not spoken about. Uh, it was nominated. I, I, don't, I never mentioned this, but I just... I just felt it was funny here. It was nominated for two MTV Movie Awards. Can you guess what movie awards they were nominated for, Rye? I'll start with you. Best, right. best clip for... Oh, sorry, Rye. Go. 
I'm gonna say actress. Okay. And I like that uh, best kiss. And what do you got, JC? Best kiss, but for baby Banky and and and, and Ben Affleck. I mean, okay. um, Jason Lee. Just, just, just maybe because the fact he said you won't guess what it is. I'm like, I feel like it's gonna be some crazy shit. And I'll say, I think they have like best comedic performance. I'm gonna say best comedic performance, Jason Lee. So Ryan's right with one of them. Best kiss was Joey Adams and Carmen Lewin, but they went. Oh, that was stupid. I should have known. But rather than best actress, they went best breakthrough performance for Joey Adams. Okay. Uh, Did not win. Uh, Los Angeles Film Critics gave uh, nominated Kevin Smith best screenplay. Uh, Independent Spirit Awards. It was nominated for best picture, but won best screenplay and best supporting actor. And then was nominated for best picture at the Golden Globes. No, I'm sorry, best actress at the Golden Globes. And then at the British Independent Film Awards, it was nominated for best foreign independent film. So what was missing here is uh, the Oscars. Did not get nominated for original screenplay, and I still don't understand why that Woody Allen. It's obviously the respect thing, the Woody Allen thing. Like you know, they love Woody Allen at the time, so they nominated. That what'd you say? I'm sorry. For one of his weaker films. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. But, um, yeah, I did not get nominated there. Uh, so now we get to the fun. Nominated today? No. Um. It's too. There's certain levels of the movie that are. I love this movie, but there are some problematic issues. But I think Kev, this version of Kevin Smith would not make those mistakes. I no, he apologized for them a few years back. That what'd you say? No, no, he apologized for it because he did. somebody brought it. Somebody brought it up to him on Twitter. Yes, he did, and I do have that in my in my in my facts okay, later. Yeah. Later. Um. But what's age the age the best, Ryan? Right, you can kick it off here. Um, the con in the beginning, because you know cons are was you know big now, bigger now than they were then. Uh, the rain scene, just oh, well, I can watch that over and over again. Um, I didn't have, I didn't really appreciate this until this watching the bed scene, Joey Adams monologue. She nails it. Um, is in both. I'm going to give a spoiler now, but it's in both. So finger cuffs. <laughs> of course. Of course, right? <laughs> the ice rink scene, I think, was so well done and done in the town I'm living in now, Brick. Um, oh, really? It, that Does that place still exist? Like the, yeah. Oh, cool. Casey used to work there. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, not during that time. <laughs> um, and the Chasing Amy story in general from uh, Silent Bob. Awesome. What do you have, JC? And the end. Well, like same as Ryan, obviously the cons is like is just so huge now. The I do love the breakup scene. Like the breakup scene is what. I, oh, sorry about that. Um, the breakup scene is probably my. I feel like it's the best thing that Kevin Smith's ever directed. Like when the when um the song stay hits at the end, it just like it hits with so much emotions. And anybody that's ever had like a bad breakup, maybe not for the reasons they broke up, but anybody that's had a a breakup like that. Like it hits you because you know, like holding cell, like you know, like we it's something we can't be something. You no, know, like the line says, like we can't be something that we're not. Like that, like anybody that's ever been to a bad breakup, that that scene just hits so well too. Especially now when you when we're old, now that we're older. I agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Uh, anything else? 
No, as like Ryan, you know, Ryan's the Kevin Smith expert. He took most of the good stuff. <laughs> all right. So you <laughs> didn't take, you did not take all of mine, Ryan. That's I wanted all you right. to go first. Okay. <laughs> the use of the word cockknocker. I used I used that term way too often. Um, <laughs> comic cons, like you said, comic books, comic book fans, Kevin Smith, comic book adaptations. Uh, unfortunately, not in the brightest light. And it's age the best because it's too common nowadays. Shootings at events, because remember at the beginning during the during the panel they faked the shooting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, connected film universes. That was not something that was too off done often from outside of IP. Uh, Jason Lee's performance combo of Mallrats and Chasing Amy because he is hilarious in both. Oh yeah, Jason Lee's awesome. Super random. And I know it's problematic in, in the totality of the film, but man, when him and, and, um, oh my God, when him and Hopper are talking about Archie and, and Jason, Lee, Jason Lee's delivery is like, Archie is not fucking Mr. Witherby. <laughs> I fucking died. Every time I watch that, I absolutely die because it's so funny. Um, and you guys touched on it, the speech at the, uh, during the breakup and, and the, the ice rink scene, um, silent Bob's chasing Amy story. I think that's Kevin Smith's best line delivery he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ben Affleck's 1997 as a whole, like he did this, <laughs> and then Goodwill hunting and wins an Oscar. I mean, unbelievable year, uh, age of the worst. I- I'll kick okay, this I one. Get one more to yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Cooper X as a whole. Oh, Hooper X is so works. good. I love that yeah. character. Um, Age of the Worst. Uh, I don't have that many here, but uh, Casey Affleck, you know, because he's like canceled for the most part. Um, pretty much the sense of like a heterosexual conversion narrative, which is very problematic. And I think the handling of homosexuality as a whole is very problematic in certain aspects of the movie. But yeah, that's what I have for Aging the Worst. Fry, what do you have? <clears throat> Banky as a whole, <laughs> pretty much. Like his character's views are very skewed in today's day and age. Um, the fact that buy isn't an option. Like, oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that. Like I said earlier, finger cuffs. <laughs> and I say Holden's proposal because that would just. Oh, be... uh, great! I, I'm glad you brought that up, Rob, because I forgot to add that. That's very good. Yeah, all this proposal that would not be taken well nowadays. JC, what do you got? I feel like Ryan and those episodes not like I'm. Yeah, you know my pain. <laughs> no, but yeah, like pretty much what you guys said. Like Casey, of course, like, you know, for me and David, definitely you know we're into all that Oscar stuff, so we definitely know how bad that has. He's like, for God's sake, Bree, when he won the Oscar, she didn't even clap for him. That's how bad it is. And she, and, and the, the crazy thing is, right. And I'm glad JC brought that up. The crazy thing about that is Brie Larson didn't clap, and she was the one presenting Casey with the Oscar. <laughs> oh, wow. So you see it on stage that she's just standing there. She and didn't even too, so. and she didn't even give him a hug. Usually, like when you're presenting an award, it just you know they congratulate you and go forward with a hug or whatever. Uh, yeah. She just gave him the award. None of that. Wow. Anything else? No, no, just you guys pretty much nailed it. You know, the proposal, it just didn't end good. It's like, yeah, like she said in the in the breakup, like, you know, like she was an experimental girl, but, you know, at this point in her life, that's not what she wants to do. So it was like it was like horrible for 
Holden's even proposed that to her. Like, if you really love somebody, like, you shouldn't try to, like, be equal to them and that, and that, to that level of what they did. It makes me wonder if, um, that's why he didn't get nominated. Oh, also one thing. Um, the basically reboot has made me appreciate this movie more because I love mm-hmm. the scene when they bring her back. Same like, here. That's actually my favorite scene in reboot. Yeah, Legit, I'm with you. One time I was watching it, and then uh, my in-laws came into the room, and I'm like, "We're waiting at least until the chasing Amy scene." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, I'm gonna let JC handle this one, so you start with here, cause you so you won't steal it from him. Uh, JC. Joe Spinell, that guy award. Who do you got here? Uh, has to be the guy that plays Hooper X because I don't even know his real name. <laughs> that, um, I'm on the same boat. Uh, Ryan, do you have anyone else? <laughs> no, I have the same. His name is Dwight Yule. So I, I do. Written down. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to, uh, especially for for Ryan and I, because I spotted them. Uh, Scott Mosier plays the collector. And Brian O'Halloran plays executive number one of the executives of Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. So, probably, probably last name Hicks. And the other one was um, uh, Eddie O'Donnell. He's sitting next to Ben Affleck in the yeah at the Rick hockey Garrison game. Himself. Yep, right. Yep. So I wanted to give a shout out to those to those guys as well. Uh, Detlef Shrimp, six man of the film award. You know what, real quick, what's supposed yeah. to be in there and in deleted scenes was a town Steve Dave scene with Steve Dave and they, uh, Banky was going to be sitting there bragging and then they uh, try to talk him down, like, you know, try to rip him a new one and then Banky throws a brick through the window with a check, I'm rich, bitch, here you go. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't in the movie. I, oh, I'm very, yeah. I'm very glad that this movie is not, like, the oh, comedy, God. yeah, it's not the comedy that Kev turns into well, later. The reason he kept it out, he said, was because uh, it mirrored uh, the con scene too much. And I, I do love all the con stuff. All the con stuff yeah. is really, really good. Uh, yeah, Della Shrimp, six man of the film, best supporting player is Jason Lee. Like absolutely, yeah. Jason Lee. For sure. Like, yeah, he nobody is, else. He is way too fucking funny. Oh, <laughs> all right, here's a question: Mallrats, Jason Lee, or chasing Ooh. Amy, Jason Lee? Mallrats. Ball rats for you. I'm going. Uh, damn. No, I think I am going chasing Amy. But his his scene with with Stanley is still like elite from Ball rats. Yeah, I gotta I gotta go with the less controversial because it's easier to laugh at his shit now in Mallrats. The irony that you have two actors in both movies with Jason Lee and Ben Affleck, and they switch the controversial character in both. Oh, true. <laughs> um, Becky O'Shea, Icebox MVP of the film. Ryan, I'll kick it off with you here. Oh, MVP? Easy. Joey Adams. JC? Jason Lee. Interesting. I went with Joey Adams, too. I thought she, <laughs> so, I thought she was so good in this. Oh, her monologues, her reactions, her everything. Her, that song, I wish, was on a CD. I'm still pissed I can't have that on my iPhone. Um, she sings at the beginning? Yeah, the, the one, one that she, she sings at the club. In the club. <laughs> uh... Yeah, she she's very good here. I think she if she went supporting that year with how weak that that lineup was, maybe she could have snuck in. Cuz when you get the old lady from Titanic as not a nominee that year, I could have seen her get in. Well, you know how you know how that went. It, they even you know, like when the, when the Oscars just love a movie, they just go crazy. Look at Jesse Plemons as if for Power of the Dog. 
man, I cannot wait to do the Titanic pod in December, and I get to destroy that old lady and that character. She is one of the worst characters in movie history. Like, it's not even... It's not even close, and it has nothing to do with the door. It has to do with so many other aspects that we will touch on in December. Uh, but yeah, jo- Joey Adams is great. Peaks and Valley. Uh, JC, what do you got for Peak here? Joey Lauren Adams. Okay, so I went there too, but can we make a case for New Jersey-based films? Uh, man, give me some other options. I can't think of any. That's the problem. <laughs> no, there's been a couple. I just that are better than company. that are better than this. I don't uh, think so. Because I'm Jersey Girl takes place in Jersey, and it's not not no, as good. No I love it, but it's no chasing Amy. Yeah, and I like I like Jersey Girl more than most. I think Jersey Girl is actually not bad. It's just I don't know oh, why yeah, I got like- I don't know why it's destroyed. I I actually like it, it quite was, it a bit. Was a effect, bro. Yeah, must have been. And she's not even in it a lot, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, he actually had to advertise that at one point. He's like, she's not really in it, I swear. Yeah, he, um, he cut a bunch of her scenes, right? She was supposed to be in the more. Yeah. Yeah, she, there's an extended version with her in the beginning. Oh, of I never seen that. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I have a, I have a very good time with uh, with Jersey Girl. Um, it's not Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, I really... I can't think of anything. If you guys can think of anything, I think. Yeah, but this is, I was like, I know there has to be like some prestige movie that took place in Jersey. I just can't think of any. Of my, the only one, that. if you really, really want to stretch, what do you say? Garden State. Oh, I like chasing Amy better. No, but but in, in in like the world stuff like that, like Garden State was a way bigger hit than 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 chasing Amy. I want yeah. If we're going with bigger hits, and I'm thinking maybe even Many Saints. Nah, it was a bigger hit, bro. This made less than money than chasing Amy in this time oh, of when, when, when tickets are more expensive. What about? I think it's cheating. But what about the Irishman? There you go. Nah, I can't give you that. That feels more like a New York movie. Yeah, because I know it's I know it's cheating because I but I but a lot of it does a lot of like the main stuff towards the third act does take place in New Jersey. Um, yeah, that's I think you're. Probably only nailed it with Garden State, if anything. I can't really think of anything else. Because that movie Patterson doesn't take place in Patterson, New Jersey, right? Well, I haven't seen Garden State in a lot. Oh, are you talking about the Adam Driver movie? Um, it takes place in Patterson. Oh, all right. Then that's not it, it because that movie is boring. The movie, like, he, he lives in Patterson and his name is Patterson. Yeah, and it's the most one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that's just boring as fuck. That movie is so boring. Uh, what about our boy... Um. Uh, and the Toxic Avenger. Well, that was that's a great. One. That was before. I mean, unless the new one with with Peter Dinklage takes place in Jersey, that could probably be peak when we get there. All right, so yeah, so Joey Adams. I think Joey Adams is the answer. What about you, Ryan? Do you have anyone else? I do have someone else. I actually have Jason Lee. No, my name is Earl. Yeah, he, this is better. No, no, but he he came uh, that came afterwards, and he got, that's the only time he's ever been nominated for major awards. He got nominated for like two, three Golden Globes. Yeah, you uh, know, true. Um, I was gonna say him at first, but I don't watch the Earl show, but I know how big that show was when it, when yeah, it came so out. Uh, it was pretty entertaining. Uh, Valley, what do you got? Rye, Ben Affleck. Okay, JC. 
I mean, given by your rule, Ben Affleck, two yes. Oscars. So, but I also want to shout out to Kev because oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. that's what I was going to say too. So, Ben Affleck is obviously the answer, but we can throw comic books, <laughs> uh, comic book movies, uh, comic connected film universes, as I mentioned before. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Technically, you can't say Casey Affleck because he was like at the peak and the drop at the same time with him winning an Oscar and then disappearing from existence. Uh, but yeah, the the answer is definitely Ben Affleck. Um, alrighty, and not that many facts. So, Rai, if you have anything after I finish, please, please All let right. me know. Alrighty, so Kevin Smith's personal f- number one. This is Kevin Smith's personal favorite movie of it that that he's ever made. Number two. Now, is that post-reboot? Mm, I don't know. I just found the, an article with this fact from 2020. So it was post-reboot, but I'm not sure if, if, if that quote was taken before reboot. Yeah. Um, the film was reportedly just two votes away from the Academy Award nomination for Best Original Screenplay, according to Kevin Smith's podcast. Who are those two assholes? <laughs> I didn't even bother to watch it. It must have been that. This doesn't seem like a movie that the Academy... I'm glad it was close, but it doesn't seem like a movie that the Academy would be like, you know what I want to watch today? Chasing Amy. Yeah, probably like, oh, that's, is, that, is that the mall ride sky? I yep. want to watch that. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, Alyssa Jones' appearance in the film was foreshadowed in Smith's previous film, Clerks. In that film, we meet her sister, Heather. Alyssa mentions her best friend who fucked the dead guy in the bathroom, something Caitlin Bree did in Clerks. Holden mentions a sister of hers who wrote the book. This other sister, Trisha, appeared in Mallrats. So she's been in the connective tissue. And number four. Connection to uh, Mallrats as well. Yep. uh... And number four. Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of 1997 was Chasing Amy. Nice. Nice. They're not really good friends, right? I don't know. I actually don't know that. I think think the. One of them tends to show like a, a print of their movies to the, to the other. I think like Tarantino shows Kevin Smith like his prints or some shit. I didn't know they're all, they're all like Weinstein Miramax boys, so they probably like were very close. Yeah, to that, that's a good point. Sure. Uh, next up, this is the third film in Kevin Smith's intricately interconnected USQ universe. The others being Clerk, Mallrats, Dogma, Jane Silent Boss, Right Back, Clerks 2, Jane Silent Boss Reboot. The movies are all linked by characters, themes, and events, and each contain numerous references to the others. The, the reason I added this is because I wonder if he had that in mind with the first three, because since Jason he plays a completely different character in Chasing Amy as opposed to Mallrats. So it's very curious about that. Um, this is the only Jay and Silent Bob film where the two characters only appear in one scene as opposed to reappearing throughout the entire film. I brought this up because, Ryan, what do you think about only one scene for them? You know what? It fits the movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought you were going to give give me and JC kickback on this. and just nah, say you... it fits the movie. And no, it... like, I don't see, I can't see them fit it anywhere else in the movie. Like, like their, their humor, like, maybe if they had, like, bummed this them in the club and you know, like made you know, like I feel like Banky and James on Bob Moore a little bit, a little bit more, I should say. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, the last two, this is not shocking. According to Kevin Smith in 2006, Jason Mewes was high on cocaine when they filmed his sole scene in the movie. I can see it. Yeah, especially during that era. 
The sign for the Manhattan Comic Con notes that the event is presented by Flanagan Events. This is reference to Paul Flanagan. Yes, who played several roles in Clerks, Ballrats, and he was supposed to be one of the fanboys in the movie, but uh, his scenes were deleted. Uh, Walter Flanagan is also one of Kevin Smith's best friends and also one of the stars of Comic Book Man, one of my favorite reality TV shows of the last 10 years, and I hate reality TV, so definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I it probably is of all time because I hate reality television. Yeah, no, that's why I said it. Yeah. You're cutting yourself short like you say of all time. <laughs> um, included among the American Institute's AFI's 2002 list of 400 movies nominated for the top 10 100 America's Greatest Love Story movies. Oh, no, but I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a pretty f- fun fact. And then in, uh, kind of piggybacking what you said before, JC, in 2010, no, 2000, in the 2000s, Kevin Smith went on to admit that the film's handling of homosexuality was troubling and problematic. Uh, did I miss anything, Rye? Um, nothing major. The comic book scene, Comic Con scene, cost two grand to put together. Are you serious? Yeah, that's it. Damn. Yeah, he did for two grand. That was supposed to be a long shot, but they did it in spurts to make it seem bigger. You missed one thing, Dave. What? What was it? This actually ties into the first time I saw the movie, which it was back when Netflix actually used to. You could be able to rent movies from Netflix for the young people that, that didn't know that yeah. in the mid-2000s. And I had seen, like, Strikes Back, so I wanted to see it. And do you do you know, like, the, what the cover of the movie is? Yeah, it's uh, aim, it's Alyssa. Uh, no, but do you know how it actually looks in the cover? I know the cover, but I'm, I'm drawing a but blank. He, does, he has no facial hair. That was a picture from Google Hunting. So when yes, I was watching the movie, the whole, you're right. The whole time, the whole time I'm thinking he's gonna like shave at the end and should it be like a brand new man for Alyssa. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? He, he had a beard, he had to go to the whole movie. That's I've true. always found that it'd be such a funny ass stuff because he doesn't look like at the whole movie. That's a very good pull. I totally for, didn't even realize that until you mentioned it right That's now. Nice. That's a good one. Um, this isn't this is because I've been to the store so many times. Uh, it's not really a fun fact, but it's just like a, a location spot. They definitely shot on the Seeker stash block multiple times throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. You oh, can, yeah. Jax is right. Uh, we used to be right across the street, I found that mistaken. Or, or Jax is what the Seeker stash used to be. One of the two. Yeah. So you can tell that they they definitely shot in familiar locations. And then that one spot at the quick stop, which, uh, uh, which is pretty interesting, to say the least. I can't say it's they my favorite. I can't say it's my favorite scene of the movie. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, uh, so that's the one where he talks about Alyssa's past, where the guy's just friend. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. But yeah, um, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, we definitely will be talking about Kev again in the fall because Clerks Three is on the way. Uh, I have my Clerks Three shirt. What are your expectations for Clerks Three before we go? Right, you can go. You're you, you're probably the biggest fan outside of me. Uh, Clerks one feel to it. What I, I, I it's gonna feel more like Clerks one than Clerks two, I think. With one, everything I know about the film. Uh, you want to get into that? Uh, JC, do you want to give your thoughts before Ryan gets into that? I feel it's gonna be just very super meta because, like, I mean, obviously the plot is meta, but I feel like. Is probably gonna reach the highs of reboots and um, strike back with that because it's just like I don't know, like the pictures he showed when he was like like recreating certain scenes. It's gonna be it's gonna be like 
dope. Like once you watch it, to so then go back to Clerks one again, and just like maybe that have like a whole map. Like actually, what I hope he does is I hope he does the Phantom event stuff, like he did it for a reboot that I actually went to and I saw Strikes Back and we were together. Like I, I wouldn't mind doing like a like Clerks one and two in theaters and then and then go straight to Chasing Amy. I mean, I mean oh, to, I straight to uh, Clerks three. Uh, I am with both of you. I hope it's more of a. I hope it has the heart of reboot and the style of Clerks one. Uh, and I think I think we're gonna get a blend of color and black and white. I bet you the stuff. Yeah. That, I stuff. I I don't know if Kev has confirmed this, but uh, the stuff that when they're making the movie in within the movie, I think that's gonna be all in black and white. Yeah, and they're then, gonna be with the Ricardos. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but what fact? What do you have? Uh, about it. I uh, know right. you guys talked a lot about it. So the plot is Randall has a heart attack and he wants to pretty much make clerks. Um, can you guess where he got that inspiration from? <laughs> um, but yeah, you're exactly right. All the stuff that all the movie scenes are going to be in black and white. Like some of the stuff, dude, like some of the stills that he shared, like I had to like reread the caption. Like, are we sure this isn't just. Uh, pictures from Clerks 1 like it's that like holy crap like I have high expectations for this film um I know I think he said after this is gonna be Marat's 2 still is in uh, hopes but I can't wait for this yeah same here I hope that uh I hope this is up to the expectations I have very high hopes for this one uh it should be the fall Though, because like I mentioned before, I think Kev and Lionsgate are going to decide next month what the release date is going to be. It already test screened, so I have no, yeah, I have no news on what the test screening looked like. But uh, it did test screen already, so and it's only the movie going to be in that test screen. (laughs) I think the movie you never want to be in the test screening, right? Because yeah, I think that's probably not the screening you want to be at because of the they're probably he's probably he. I believe Kev said that he cut some stuff after. The movie is only ninety minutes, which is perfect. Oh, he already, he already knows the runtime. Yeah, he said he doesn't want to do it over ninety ninety five minutes. That's going to be the long, the long end yeah, of it. Yeah, so which is smart. He know he. I give Kev a lot of credit. Like you don't really. A lot of people may not love all his movies, but he knows how to get in and out. He doesn't really overstay his welcome. This I think is his longest movie. Like I already know exactly what some of the haters are going to be saying. Like oh. So it's Kevin Smith retreating back to his characters because he just loves talking about himself and all this stuff. That's, that's what I saw people doing about Reboot. I'm like, Reboot had mad heart. Like, I love Reboot. Reboot's right up there. Like, like, yeah, oh, I'm the same way. He's been character from the 90s. Again, wow. You don't got nothing else to say. As opposed to uh, IP being used over and over and over and over and over again. But hey. I, like, I hate the criticism that he gets. But yeah, you know what I always say. The perfect way to end it is Everyone has an opinion like everyone takes a shit. Just some smell worse than others. (laughs) So with that being said, that wraps everything up for this week. Next week, we will have our second episode of Chop Talk. And when you're wondering where the first one is, Apple has not released it yet. But we are hopefully getting that first episode released very, very soon. Uh, But we will be back next week to do our second episode of Chop Talk where we'll be covering the John Carpenter classic, They Live. Until then, Rye, do you want to plug anything? Uh, go check out Mert, and soon coming up, it's going to be a pot podcast coming out of my mouth. Um, so check all that out. And awesome. Peace, Tracers. And JC? Uh, yeah, I can find me on Mert with the Movies on Instagram. I post all types of news, 
big, small, and doesn't matter the type of movie, and then those TV shows, and yeah. Awesome. All right. And you guys know where to find me at Real Talk. So until next time, see you at the movies, kids. <laughs>